Yeah, yeah. Since it's just the time with a kickstand, thinking of a plan to get quick bands. Falling in deep with the quicksand. Flag on my ass, no quick brand. I was packing on the ground, got my way up. Hot beef in the streets, had to stay up. Betty Crocker show me how to bake a cake, bro. Doing that, put everything I love a steak, bro. Since it's just the time with a kickstand, thinking of a plan to get quick bands. Falling in deep with the quicksand. Flag on my ass, no quick brand. I was packing on the ground, got my way up. Hot beef in the streets, had to stay up. Betty Crocker show me how to bake a cake, bro. Doing that, put everything I love a steak, bro. Back in the day, man, a nigga had ripped jeans. Couldn't afford a new pair, I had broke jeans. Couldn't think about the money, I had broke dreams. Outfit was the match of a crack fiend. I was trying to be fly, couldn't take off. Coats falling on my ass, lost weight, dog. No jacket in the winter, had to shake, dog. Then I said, fuck it, cause I don't have to shake. Yo, welcome to Give Me The Loop Podcast with Xavier Marley. What's going on, everybody? How was y'all week? How was everything going? This is the fourth episode uh, that was my guy from North Carolina, Fayetteville, the only one that's bringing out music. Sorry to J. Cole. He's missing right now. That's my guy also. Uh, you know, he, he's new, man. Moray, he's fucking, he's dope. I'm just going to put it out like that. He's, he's releasing. He's putting out music. It sounds good. It sounds great. Man, just, yo, check him out. That song is called uh, Quicksand. I know it played a little longer, but I wanted people to get his whole talent. I wanted people to hear him for who he was. And listen to that man spit, man. Uh, he, he's going in. Uh, Raw Wave, you on the clock, man. You are on the fucking clock. Uh, this guy is coming, and not only is he more lyrical, he's hungry. And when you hungry, that's just a beast. That's just something that you can't, you cannot stop somebody that's hungry. I don't care whatever you say. I know when people say, yo, I want to do this, I want to do that. As long as that person is hungry, that's a different fucking story. You cannot stop them. All you got to do is move out the way or work with them. Embrace them. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of things when it comes to the old heads. You got to embrace the young kids. That's just how you get down. If you see them coming up, don't be stuck in your ways. Don't be like, yo, I can't believe, you know, back in the day how it used to be. Nah, get with those young people. Get with them embrace them open up the lane for them and have those conversations because maybe they have a perspective that you're actually not paying attention to anymore you sleeping on because you're not hungry anymore you're satisfied raw wave man you're on the fucking clock a lot of dudes uh roddy rich you know damn well you on the clock because been since 19 since you dropped that album which was a great album and i know it got clouded and i know people couldn't pay attention to it because of covid but you're on the you're on the clock too. I just put it out there like that. Even though you had a good freshman year, you're on the fucking clock. Um, a lot of things just been going on. For instance, we got a new president, new vice president. So shouts out to them. We'll get into that later. Uh, on a music tip, I just was listening to uh Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo with Alchemist. I thought that shit was crazy. It was a great album. The it had almost like a lo-fi beat thing to it. I don't know what it is, but it has like this, it has like this whole, it's a work of art. It's a work of art. And I can see right now why he's up for a Grammy. I can understand that. So 2021, I know they moved the Grammy to March. He's up for a Grammy. 
uh, Jay Electronica written testimony, which I personally like. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't understand it. But that was my album last year. Like March, April, May, I just couldn't. But that written testimony about Jay Electronica was just so deep to me because a lot of things were going on. Not only that, I understand the whole uh, the Nation of Islam. I, I get that. The FOI. I get it. So it, he kind of spoke to people like me, I guess. Uh, but for instance, I just think that it was a it was a great project. I know people didn't like that Hove was on it a lot, but I just consider that project a solid project. Like it doesn't when I'm looking at something, yes, you could say individual Hove being on it ruined it. But from an instance of art, from a work of art, if you backing up from it, you're seeing like, oh shit, this is this is something that's great. You know what I'm saying? This is something that's great, and I'm glad that, you know, he's being noticed for it, even though the culture did not accept the album as well. But I'm just happy. I guess what the uh, what the culture issue was, especially the hip-hop culture, was that the album was... How can I say this? The album wasn't his album. It, didn't, it wasn't him alone. And I think people wanted to see him be alone. People wanted to see him snap by himself and pretty much survive. And I think because a Hove kind of balanced out that energy, that dominant energy, and come on, nobody's going to be better than a Hove lyrically. I think that people just got upset with it. Um, another person that they're going against is King Disease by Nas, which is crazy. King Disease by Nas just gave me so much energy to the point that I wasn't supposed to have the energy because this is music for like people who are seasoned, like 40 year old plus people, I guess, you know, he's talking about fixing your diet, um, drinking alkaline water, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo and Nas for best rap album of 2021. I give those two just kind of how, uh, Cardi B and Nipsey that year, they were going up against each other when Nipsey had dropped that victory lap and it went to Cardi B. So I feel like it's going to be not the same thing, but I feel like it's going to be between King Disease and Alfredo. Because those are just great projects. And Nas is another one who had Fabio. He, you know, he was just Nas. Not only did he not try to fit in, he didn't even try to fit in. He just embraced the youth. And that's just something that we got to do. I got to do, especially now I'm getting up in age. I'm not old, but I'm getting up as I get towards my 30s. I got to embrace the youth, embrace people that are coming, embrace those 25-year-olds, those 24-year-olds, those people with those great ideas that are coming in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, a thing I want to do when it comes to me, especially with this podcast, is get with problem solvers. Get with people who can look at my podcast and say, well, yo, X, this is an issue. You know what I mean? You have to fix this. Or, hey... You need to go back to the drawing boards and make it better. So that's one of the things that I, when I come to building a team, that's what I desire and that's what I seek for. And that's what's going to happen. Once my team, once the, the Luke team get bigger, man, it's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of crazy energy. I want, I want my fucking, I want my whole system, my whole office to be like fucking making the band too. I want it to be like people in here. Going at it like, nah, this is not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be that way. I want the energy as if you have the energy coming into your 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 system and your and your environment. If you have that energy in your environment, man, you're fucking golden. So that's just something that I want. I I just like how Nas just embraced the fucking youth. And 
I'm looking forward to seeing who wins the Grammys for this. But if um, if Freddie do win the Grammys, I won't be upset because it was a solid album. Another album I was listening to because I was, I don't know, I was thinking about what what song I was going to come into uh, was Reason. And I had heard Reason on Joe Button's podcast and things like that. It just seemed like a real cool layback dude who was a ball player who just rapped and everything. And it, it just worked out for Son. And I like how Reason, I like how Reason was, you know, he has this, he has his purpose. He's like, man, I am not here, right? I am not here to be the, the the man and top dog. We know Kendrick is the man. We know J-Rock is number two. I'm not here for that. I'm here to have my lane and just do what I need to do. And that right there for a project, it was, I thought that that was just good. I just really was into reason. I really was into his project. Um, had some parts where it was where he could improve and get better, but for the most part, I was actually into the whole album. I was into that project. Um, Rhapsody tore his ass up. It's a song on his um on his album, but she tore his ass up. It is just crazy how I don't know, maybe he don't know that when somebody gets on your track, man, you got to eat them a fucking live. You cannot leave nothing on the table. And he left something on the table and she had the one of the best verses on the album. And there's nothing against him. And it's not calling him less talented. He's not less talented than her. But I will say that she went at his neck. And I just love when I hear a female MC that just does not care. She's just, she's not staying in the lane. And it's nothing against women who do stay in the lane. But because there's a lot of male uh, mediocre mid rappers too. But as far as him and her, man, she whooped his ass on that song. So make sure y'all go check that out. Reason I can't make it uh, with Rhapsody. It's just a lot of things, man. You just got to go. And you know, when it comes from the TDE camp, it's all about finding your way. Because there's a lot of odd balls in that camp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I came across another dude. He's been out for many of years, but, you know, I was away when he was really coming up and really popping and kind of faded. Uh, Isaiah Rashad, you know what I'm saying? That dude is, is fucking, he's nice. Like, lyrical, nice. You know, he had the uh, the sun tirade. The dude is just fucking nice. He's from Tennessee. I, I don't know why his career isn't the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation for Punch and um, Top Dog. It's I maybe when they dealing with that that dynamic in there, you could see the similarities between Isaiah and Reasons. You could see the similarities. I won't say they they bite off each other or Reason bit off of Isaiah. I won't say. I thought that at first, but when it comes down to it, on the music tip, they could be in different lanes and. They obviously come from different time period. Reason is now. Isaiah is four or five years ago. So even though he's still creating as we speak, it's just it's just not hitting right now. It's not hitting and he doesn't have the buzz. So it's kind of like he signed to a major, but at the same time, he is an independent artist. It's, it's a weird dynamic when it comes to uh, 
to the whole TDE clan. It's just finding your lane. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at Isaiah, he was signed the same time as SZA. And she just dropped the project recently too. So you go check her out. It's a lot of music that's coming out. A lot of good music. Uh, from a lot of people that are unorthodox, you just have to be in the vibe for a lot of music that's coming out. Um, a lot of new music dropped this week. The baby dropped uh the song called Masterpiece. A lot of people wasn't liking it because they said that it was just too soon, it was too rushed, and they say he sounds the same. Um, I wouldn't say that. I you know what? I got into my uh the baby bag recently. Well, um, his my brother's keeper, uh, EP drop, and I just thought that uh, EP like that is just a fucking classic. It's just a classic because not in terms of listening to it long term or people being a fan of it a few years down the line, but it is a classic when it comes to um actually having something to say. And you know, he lost his brother to suicide, and he spoke on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you listen to uh intro to the Kurt album where he said, you know, my brother think we don't love him. And, you know, just having that, when you in your own feeling in life and when you doing your own thing in life, sometimes motherfuckers you really should care about think you don't care about them. You know what I'm saying? Because you doing your own thing and you escaping from, you know, things that are going on in the moment. You escaping the moment but that moment to them is like hell. So sometimes you got to be careful when it comes to, you know, escaping people and the nonsense. And I won't call their feelings nonsense because let's be real. Depression, things like that. That shit is real. You know what I'm saying? It's a silent killer out here. Like it's really getting people, especially during these quarantine times, COVID times. Motherfuckers is ending it. So just be on the lookout for things that are going on because people are taking a last breath every single day and we don't know it. We haven't really dealt with the mortality in a real deep way. You know what I'm saying? So we just don't know. We just don't know. Like, as y'all all know, for the past two episodes, I talked about my grief and things are going on. I open up about minds. There's people who are suffering in silence every single day. So I won't say be a prisoner to the things that are going on with them, but I will tell you this. Make sure you take care of your people, son. Make sure you reach out to them. Just ask them how they doing. It's been times, it's times when I go off the grid, like Kyrie off the grid, and I just be missing. And I got people, right, that hit me up. And they do, and they and I respect them because no matter how much I'm going through, they hit me up. If it's two, four, five days, they like, yo, what's up? Everything good with you? You all right? You you know, off yourself? Yo, you all right? And that's not to say that I'm some type of uh, suicidal person, but that's just to say that you got to check on your people, man. Check on the strong ones, too. Those people who are always holding it down, not complaining, not, you know, never crying, just going through life the hard way. Yo, check on those people. So, so that's, you know, I from that album, from uh, My Brother's Keeper, that's what I picked up from that. It, it was really uh, some dope content. It opened up about his childhood and, you know, having an older half-brother, you know what I'm saying? Having that 
because they got two different last names. So I'm not sure because sometimes it's an old school thing where the, where the oldest child, if they're, if they're not married, then the oldest child take on the mother last name. So I don't know. I won't say that. But it, it must be tough for him and his situation and going through that. And then right after that, he got arrested. It's crazy. You, you know, it's crazy when you think about that because we don't know the situation. All we know is that uh, he had a gun. And it's not, we don't know if it's him because it was in the car and somebody called the police saying that, yo, we think, you know, this car, we seen this car, they had a gun or whatever. The police pulled him over in Beverly Hills. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to lock you up. So he's dealing with that situation. It's kind of sad. Um, You know, speaking of depression, I was just listening to an interview with Michelle Williams and she was promoting her podcast, Checking In. And she was saying how when she was with Destiny Childs that she was going through depression and how she discovered that, you know, when she was going through depression, she had like everything. She was she had all the fame, all the fortune, and yet she was still feeling depressed. And she was saying how she combats her depression. And, you know, it makes me really think is depression a feeling or is it really a disorder? Who knows? Is is the disorder a mood disorder? And then the depression falls within the lines of the mood disorder. I have no idea. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I will say that she said that she's been affected since she was in she was in the seventh grade or no, seven years old. Excuse me. She said she's been affected since she was seven years old. And I think that somebody like that, you know, being able to speak up on the things that she's going through and let everybody know, like, hey. You know, I've been dealing with this for years. This hasn't just started when I got money. No, I've been going through this. And I think that's pretty strong of her. And that let me, that makes me think, do kids have depression? Do kids really have depression? And should we highlight the fact that kids go through depression? Or do we do it like back in the day where we tell them, hey, suck it up. You're going to be all right. Go outside and play. Play it off. Do other things. Should we highlight it? That's that's just a thing. You know what I mean? She said that she felt it. She always felt like this. And I, I consider that real. Those are signs that you have to watch out for. So, I mean, that's just connecting with uh, the baby and then her having her own ways and what she went through. And now she has her own podcast called Checking In where it's a mindfulness podcast and they're talking about things that are going on with the feelings and things that are going on. Check out her podcast. I actually checked out this other girl's podcast. Her name is uh, Chase and her podcast is called The Renaissance Project and it just started. She's on episode four herself and um, she's 16 years old and she just talking about how her life in Christ and how it just impact her. And I looked at her Instagram. Uh, it's just really cool seeing the young girl get into her get into her bag and promote herself. And she got like the uh, the clothing line, and you know she's just really into this whole the Renaissance project of of just promoting Black excellence within the young women in our community. I just think that that's I just think that that's just dope, you know what I'm saying? Just hearing her at 16 just doing the thing. Who knows where she's going to be at 21? Who knows? But uh, I sent her a message on Instagram, sending her a word of encouragement just to keep going. I just think that a lot of us just got to keep going and keep doing what we need to do, you know what I'm saying? This week, I didn't read any books this week. 
Next week, I should get down and start reading a book or even finish a book next week. But I did watch a lot of TV. I know it's my guilty fucking pleasure. I had watched a lot of TV uh, this week. I had watched this show and I finished Washington. It's called Bridgerton. And uh, it's made by Chris and Shonda Rhimes. And it's a great fucking show. It's a great show. It's You know what? It has to build up on you. A lot of people like it for the symbolic reason where um, color in the series did not matter. But I just thought the series was so good. You know, it was it was narrated around this paper, this gossip paper that was writing about things that were going on during the dating season between Daphne Bridgerton. And this paper remind me of like the shade room, like every juicy thing that happened in town, the fucking paper will report on it and everybody will go crazy. But it's, it's just such a great show. Please check that out. Please support. We need more shows like this. Um, it does have a mixed cast. Um, I thought that people got a little bit too excited because they were like, yo, it's no race. It's no race. But just a story within itself. You just take away. If you don't even just think about that, the story within itself is a really compelling story. And I just I just enjoyed looking at it. I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen next. Another thing I watched was American Skin. When I tell you, go see American fucking skin. It is a great movie. It is by Nate Parker. Um, Nate Parker has been blackballed by Hollywood. So the stuff that he do film or do be a part of, it's kind of he it's kind of funded by himself. You know what I'm saying? He puts his own money into his own product. He writes his own movies. He directs them. And he gets producers to make them famous and make them bigger than what it is. I think with his other movie, The Birth of a Nation, it had rave reviews at Sundance Film Festival. And they got a spot to put in the theaters. But uh, due to the Me Too movement and things like that in his past, uh, which he was acquitted for, it just drained it out and the movie didn't do good. But it was about uh, Nat Turner. It was a great movie, um, say the least. In Texas, uh, it was a murder of Patrick Warren after, you know, the family called uh, for, you know, a mental health support. And instead, the police showed up and they felt threatened and they killed him. You know, it's just a lot of things that's going on. So I thought that that movie... American skin kind of uh, played into the conversation. And it just, if I was you, just get out there, support my man. Um, have those conversations after you see a movie like that. You know what I'm saying? If you if you have uh, an interracial couple or whatever you are, have that conversation because those things are realities. If you are, if you have coworkers, that's just something that is a movie that I think that should be seen and it should be valued in our film. And I'm just tired of Hollywood just making bad stereotypical movies. I'm just I'm just so tired of it. And it's not just bad stereotypical movies that are black. It's just bad stereotypical movies that are just just plaguing America in general. The superhero films, even though they're great and I love the whole Avengers um but I just think that we could just do better. I think that we are so artistic as a as a people, as American people, we're a very artistic people. And we should be 
our art and our film and our performing arts should match that. So, you know what I mean? A, a movie like this where he wrote from his heart about things that are going on and how it affects family, how these police shootings really affect family. And it just doesn't stop. It's a sense of fear. You know, it makes me think about the whole connection between, you know, his movie and Lena Waif's Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim, you know, was about two, uh, was about a stranger. About Queen and Slim was about two people on a blind date. Well, not really a blind date, but they were on a tender date and they are pulled over by police and a confrontation happened and the cop is shot and the couple goes on a run and well, they're strangers and they go on a run and they become a couple through just that having that, that bond and having that is me and you against the world. And it's a great story. It's a great love story. But I think the conversation that Lena wanted and the reaction that Lena wanted, the world was not ready for. And it's because we are in a society where we don't do things the same way. We started to compare ourselves to the Capitol. Well, what happens if black people do it? Even President Joe Biden did that. He said, what happens if, if it was black? It would be a different story. And he's right. You know what I'm saying? Even though he stole that from a fucking post on Facebook, but he's he's right. What happens if they are black? You know what I'm saying? So you have a situation where a cop is out of line and a white person shoot. The reaction to that is totally different from if a black person shoot. And obviously in that movie, it just felt unrealistic. And I think that's why that movie didn't do well. You know, I went to the movie theaters and saw it. I supported it. I thought it was just a great film. I, nobody had no idea 2020 was going to be the way it was. Nobody had no idea that, you know, Black Lives Matter protests, everything was going to happen, the whole coup in Washington. Nobody, nobody in that time period of 2019 had no idea that was going to happen. But I felt like she wanted to have a conversation, and I just think that the world just was not ready for it. So when I compare both of those... I think that uh, American skin is more realistic, is more, I guess, American skin is, is more visual to the pain that goes on within families. But I feel like Queen and Slim, you know, should have its rightful place in film. It just... The world was not ready for it, you know. Um, I just think, you know, it's a lot of things that's going on, uh, especially with Netflix and how they are shaping out, you know, artists within the whole film industry. You know what I'm saying? I think that that is a conversation that needs to happen because right now Netflix is relying on the people that Hollywood has put on the outskirts and has you know, for so many years, marginalized. Netflix is relying on black people to bring content. And that's just the thing with Bridgerton and how it was made by Miss Shonda Rhimes. They are relying on it. And, it's, and it has nothing to do with race, but it has everything to do with, with, with content. You know what I'm saying? They're relying on that, that cult following to save Netflix. Because where we're going through right now, we don't know. We don't know 
what's the landscape of film in five years? I mean, it's hard with it is hard right now in uh, in Hollywood to make films because of COVID. So not only COVID restrictions, um, having less uh, extras in film is hurting. Things like that it costs a lot of money to do COVID tests. It's it's crazy. So we don't know the landscape of actual films five years from now. And not only that, everybody, all these people, all of these platforms that are that at one time Netflix had are now going into you know business in the streaming service of themselves. A few years from now, it's going to be HBO versus Netflix. And I just think that people just got to wake up and smell it. Netflix need people to create content. Netflix need people. They're giving out money. They're going to have to spend money to make money because you got to keep the people coming. You, I mean, what happens when Ozark ends? You know what I'm saying? So I, I see that and I'm watching that and I think that everybody else should see it too. Hey, there's a lane going on. Look at Netflix cameras that are allowed. Put your money together with your friends. Shoot a fucking movie. That's just how it's going to be done. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in the position to fucking win. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to build the system and build the following. And then I, then I cash in. I'm not going to go to them and ask them for permission for me to be creative. No, I'm going to create on my own and use this time to bring out things that are good. So it's a lot of things that are going on. We don't really know uh, what's the future when it comes down to it. But it is fucking crazy. Uh, on another note, right, things also been bubbling up and just in New York City, right? So I don't know if y'all know, but Andrew Yang, Mr. Thousand Dollars for Everybody, money, 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 money. He's going to be running for mayor, which is fucking crazy because I think Andrew Yang, I think that this is a good position for him. But at the same time, he's like a de Blasio and Everybody in New York fucking hate de Blasio. It's just that simple. I like de Blasio. I didn't vote for him. Well, at the time, at well, the first time I did, the first the first time de Blasio ran, I did. But, you know, he was running against Christine Quinn and all of that back in those days. And Anthony fucking show your dick wiener. That shit was crazy. New York was fucking wild back then. Then you had fucking uh, Michael Bloomberg stopping and frisking every fucking black person that come to the polls. The shit was fucking crazy, man. So when it comes down to uh, Andrew Yang, he got a lot of shit to do, man. We we need to see effective change. Because at the end of the day, you can't be going in the city talking about you're going to be giving out money and shit. I guess that's good. But for the fucking whole year, people been giving out little small change and little little packages, I guess, I guess to stimulate the economy. But all that shit creates, really, and I know poor people don't want to hear this shit, but that shit create inflation. And when you create inflation, the dollar becomes weaker. So when it comes down to him giving out money, I don't know if it's going to be that way. You know, he's really into the whole universal income based income thing. But when it comes down to New York, New York is about the money. It's about motherfuckers is rich. And one thing rich people don't like doing, they don't like giving out fucking money. So I don't know. Andrew Yang. I don't know what you about to fucking fix up, but you better fix up some good fucking shit because New York is poor right now. People are moving out. And I know I know from a New Yorker standpoint, it's like, well, it's a good thing. Who gives a fuck? We didn't want them here anyway. But from a city perspective, that's kind of bad. 
You want those people there because they make the city, they make the city rich. They bring that money. They bring that blind tourist money. You know what I'm saying? I think they said uh, every year, millions, millions, businesses run off of tourism. You can have a fucking stand outside selling fucking nuts in 42nd Street and make a living and pay your fucking rent because you got tourism coming every single day. From sun up to sun fucking down is crazy. So when it comes down to New York and the whole COVID thing, New York is broke right now. And that's another thing I wanted to hit on. Everybody, you you gotta you gotta peep the moves that are going on in the city. You got people who are uh you got all these lobbyists and you got fucking uh nipple ring fucking como. Andrew fucking como. You fucking bum. That dude fucking, I, I can't, I cannot fucking stand him. It's two people in this world I cannot fucking stand. That fucking hard nipple motherfucker and fucking Governor fucking Newsom of California. I can't fucking stand them. Because you know what? They're ruining the fucking city. They're ruining businesses. Oh, we're saving lives. We're saving lives. And them fucking liberals, they're eating that shit up. Oh, my God. Oh my god, his fucking hard ass nipples is saving my fucking life. Oh my god, I don't know what I could do without him. Guess what? You're gonna keep on fucking living, man. You know what I'm saying? The shit is fucking ridiculous. You holding these press conferences every fucking day, and now you trying to legalize marijuana? You trying to you you trying to really legalize weed, fam? In a time like this? You wanna go all Colorado on us on a time like this? See, people will say, well, what's wrong with that? Now the city want to make money. They're like, oh, fuck it. We're not going to do it the right way. We're not going to bail out the people the right way. No, what we're going to do, right? What we're going to do is just fucking make it legal. Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. If you're going to make it legal, make it legal for the people. Make it, make it non-taxable. So that way, whatever the person sells, it's not an offense. That's how you fucking make it legal. So all my guys on the fucking corner, they making that fucking money the right way, I guess. They're making it the right way and they pay their little city tax or state tax at the end of the year, just like Uber. If you want to do it, do it fucking right. How about you free all those people that's sitting upstate? How about you do that? If you want to do it, do it right. Do it with legislation. That's how you fucking free people. See, I don't understand that. I don't understand how they could just say things and just get away with it. Get away with fucking murder. So, yes, we got a soft-ass fucking Andrew Yang running for mayor. And then not only that, wannabe mobster boss trying to just tell people, oh, you know, we're going to be all right. No, I don't want to hear that shit. Tell us about how you killed all those people in the nursing home. Tell us that. These motherfuckers is crazy. I'm telling y'all, stack your fucking bread and watch out. And if they're giving a the stimulus, take that shit. That's all I can say is take everything that you can because nobody's going to give you nothing. They haven't made it. You got fucking businesses. I saw pictures of people sitting outside drinking tea. Iced tea now. It was in the snow. Are you shitting me? Let them people go fucking sit inside. You know those restaurants can't make no fucking money.
Don't get me started on fucking Newsom. California look crazy. Downtown San Diego, downtown LA. You can't even fucking drive down the street. You got fucking homeless people in tents. We talking about miles of fucking tents. What are you doing to put those people up? How is Corona with those people? Where are the numbers when it comes to the homeless population and Corona? Are they dying? Give us more information. What's going on? What are you doing to solve those issues? People are losing their fucking homes. And not only that, here's the thing about people losing their homes. Fucking inflation is still happening. People are losing their home. The dollar is becoming weaker. The housing market is becoming slower and short. The interest rates is low. Newsome. People are fucking leaving. Yet, these motherfuckers' name is in the hat already to be running for president. This is the shit that we're dealing with. Nah, man. Something's got to change. This shit is just more than just fucking corona. Shit has got to change. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just think that the city got to get better. Cities are getting poor. People are getting poor. And if you don't think... If, I, and I get it. If you're in a club in Atlanta, I see everybody going to Puerto Rico. Earlier in COVID, everybody was going to Tulum. I get it. It ain't your business. It's not your fault. I get it. I get it. So what happens when the city go bankrupt? What are you going to do? What happens when they don't give a fuck about giving out stimulus? They wasn't giving out no stimulus in the 70s. What happened if they get greasy like that? Nah, we got to be prepared, man. We got to really be prepared. And we got to really know what's going on in our community. Especially when it comes to us being financially stable. Main thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, the art of pivot. You know, being able to pivot is not only a skill, but it's just a, a will to foresight. It's a will to see things that are out there. Being able to pivot is, you know what you want for yourself and being able to look in the mirror and getting to a place where you're able to achieve it. That takes skill. That takes skill. And not only that, that takes a sense of purpose and always questioning yourself. I am always forever questioning myself. And I will just tell you about my experience. So my experience when it comes to me being able to pivot is a sense of me being stronger. So this I'm I'm taping this podcast at night, right? I'm not a night person. I am an early morning. That's when you're going to get the best thoughts out of me. Crispy thoughts is coming out of my mind. This is where I'm coming up with the best. Just things that I'm feeling. Things that I'm looking at on earth. This is where I'm just so I'm just so in tune with the morning. And I was talking to my friend today and I was like, hey, yeah, man. I, you know, I you know something happened in my house today. My dog, she was really sick. So I had to clean up after her. And I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to film the pod tonight. He was like, why not? I was like, well, it's too late. I don't think I could do it. And he was like, why not? And he was like, you never know what can happen. And I said, you know what? That's true. So this is me trying something new. I'm clearing things that are going. We, we are chatting about things. We just, I'm just clearing things that are going on. Not only in my head, but just the things that I have seen, the things that I have experienced, and 
that's just what today is. That is what the now is. You know what I'm saying? And um, when it comes down to it, always challenge yourself. I'm challenging myself right now. I'm telling myself, well, I'm not good at it. I'm usually a better thinker in the nighttime, which is perfectly healthy. But I'm challenging myself. I'm making. I'm bringing something out of myself to make myself only better because there's going to come times where when I start doing school again, because I'm on a little break right now. But when I start doing school, which is very soon, what happens when I got homework, several papers due, and then I got to film the pod? Man, it's about conditioning yourself to all environments so nothing can break you down. And I feel like that goes into pivoting, having a sense of pivot to be successful. If you don't like that job that you're at, work your way to another job. I don't mean just wake up in the morning and just be like, yo, Steve, Jay, how you doing? Yo, I'm out of here. Yo, and guess what? The girl who worked on the second floor, yeah, I fucked her. I'm out. That's not how you do shit. I mean, you want to do that? That's what your exit want to be? You can have an exit that way. But get to a position where you are leaving your job and you already have two jobs lined up. And you're just going to negotiate a price. Or you're going to accept that offer that was given to you. That's all I'm saying. Knowing when to pivot is a, a strong point in your life. Not everything is going to be what you wanted to do. I... 2020, I thought this year, I thought 2020 was going to be a year that I become a director. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to bring out my movie. Nobody's not going to fuck with me. I'm the man. I'm going to post my shit on Patreon. I'm going to get a couple of dollars. Or I'm going to post my shit on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to be a director. I'm going to change my Instagram bio. Blah, blah, blah. No. That's not what happened. 2020, I was actually in the house most of the time. And none of that shit worked out. I never became a director. When it comes to having the art of pivot, I pivot into podcasting. I say, you know what? I want to do something else too. Not only do I just want to be a director too, I want to do something else. I want to I want to do something else just as great as that. So when I when the world do open up and I finally go out and finish that goal of putting together three movie scripts, uh, uh, not three movie scripts, but putting together three movies to put out there to the world, the three or four movies that are short films because people like those. And I'm like, okay, I'm testing the water. I'm, 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 I'm having a body of work. I'm having, I'm building that portfolio. That's all it was when it comes down to me actually, um, Having a podcast, this was this podcast was birthed off of me pivoting into something else. Always be able to pivot. You don't have to do just one thing. And I spoke about that numerous of times. Being able to pivot is another thing. It's not just doing multiple things, but being able to shift your main focus is a fucking skill. And I think that that's something that we should look into and become better at. Be better at. Actually pivoting, switching your feet off and being successful in other avenues, having that as your main focus. That doesn't mean you have to stop what you're doing, but being able to see that, well, 
right now I'm doing this and tomorrow I'm doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. There is completely nothing wrong with that. So, you know, that's what I wanted to uh, I wanted to put out is that you cannot be scared of pivoting. You cannot be scared of going in a new direction. Ideas are meant to be thrown out. Dreams are meant to be broken. It's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to you don't have to fall in love with everything to do it. No. You try your hand at it. Try your hand. You know what makes a successful businessman? Is the fact that he knows what failing feel like. As long as that man know what it is to fail, success is just a different taste of wine to him. And that's just how I just look at everything. You know what I'm saying? Being able to have that, knowing when to to pivot, because that's what a lot of people do. They get businesses, they have it, and they're like, you know what? This is my baby. This is everything. And it fucking fails. Then what? Then what? Then you're going to just wake up in the morning and be like, oh, shit. My business fucking failed. I can't do anything else. This is all I know. This is my pride. This is my honor. This is my joy. Nah, man. Being able to move to other places and do more than one thing is a talent. You have to be able to do that. You have to be able to have foresight in whatever you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So this week, I was looking at my podcast and I was searching and I came up with it. I said, oh, shit, I'm going to change the image of the podcast. So the podcast is going through a rebranding. I know you're thinking, yo, four episodes already rebranding. What are you rebranding? I'm getting better. I'm evolving. As long as you evolve at whatever you do, as long as you have a sense of purpose to keep going and changing up the deck as you go, that's what makes you fresh. That keeps you on your fucking P's and Q's. Nah, I'm evolving. I'm not I'm not staying with something today because it's fucking it's it's hot today or it's doing good today. Why not make it better? I decided, you know what? I'ma just do it. And this time, cause the logo I got today, I made that shit. That was my shit. I was like, I thought, let me tell y'all, the feeling I got when I made that logo, I was like, yes. Oh, we did it, baby. We did it. We going, we moving on up. We to the east side. Finally got a piece of the pie. That's what I felt. I felt that shit. I felt the soul of George Jefferson going up my spine. I was like, yes, we made it. This is it. And then... Now I'm doing it and I'm like, okay, back to the drawing boards. So having that where I'm able to be like, okay, we need to pivot when it comes to visualization. We just got to get better. I'm down with creating new ideas. I'm down with creating things. I'm down with making it happen. Why not? You know what I'm saying? And that takes a good team. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk, we're going to get into that too. What, what it takes to be a good team member. What it takes to have eyes in the game. As a person that's running my own thing right now, I have to be able to pivot. And that's what you got to do in your own personal life. If you're having a relationship issue, 
How about you trade places in the conversation? If you feel like he always downing you or you feel like she don't respect you, how about you trade places? How about you discuss that with her? Discuss how you feel. She's yelling, screaming, ah. And you sit her down. You like, look, listen, this is where I feel. So either you respect her on pivoting. I'm going into something else. I'm going into a new direction in life. Relationships are meant to be broken up. Marriages are meant to last forever. Just that simple. I don't know who made that line up. I didn't make that line up. Maybe I didn't make it up. It don't sound that good. So uh, that was one thing I did, man. I had hired a professional to redo the art. Not a professional, but somebody hired me a consultant. I said, fuck it. I ain't making no more. I know how it feels. I just knew that how fast it was for me to throw it away. I knew it wasn't worth shit. People fall in love with their ideas. Instead of executing them. Instead of making it fucking happen. They fall in love. They sitting there with the ideas on the lap. Rocking the fucking ideas to sleep. I never seen no shit like that. Instead of putting shit out, putting things out that really fucking matter, they're just sitting with their ideas. Nah, man, put that shit out into the world. Let the world see what you're working on. Why fucking not? We don't know how long we got on earth. So what are you going to do? Stand here and wait till you transition? Stand by and watch other people do what you've been saying you want to do for the longest? Nah, you got to get up there. You got to make it happen. But um, stay tuned for the next episode, man. Every Thursday, Give Me The Loop come out. Make sure we keep it active. Like I said, everyone, I always leave my email in the description below and my Instagram uh, place for you to get in contact with me. If you have any ideas, if you have anything that's revolutionary and that can change the way we do things, send it to me. I'm out of here. This is Give Me The Loot. Peace.